This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. With 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to iGrillInc, that's the letter I, grillinc.com to learn more. And by Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets, the barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavor wood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit bbqrsdelight.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, discover something you're really going to love, cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country. Top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today. Joe B's comes with a no-questions-asked money-back guarantee. For energy and to feel great, go to JoeBees.com. That's J-O-E-B-E-E-S.com. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big barbecue central show. Man. Uh, this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. 
Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a toll-free phone call, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you are so inclined. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show, of course, can be found at the main website, the BBQ Central Show. Dot com And here's what's happening in case you didn't sign up for the newsletter, which you should do by visiting the main website right there at the top right of the navigation, a little thing that says put your email address in, sign up for the newsletter. And just like that, and there's only like 60 spots left, and uh, once we're done there, it closes down. And you're going to be sorry you missed out on the cool kids club card uh, that everybody else has got. So head on over there right now and just get it done. Here's what's coming up uh, in about 13 minutes from now. A guy who hit huge the first time in mid-October, Ronnie Lott, cigar and stripes owner out there in the Chicagoland area. Uh, no shortage of takes on topics, a ebullient character, to say the least. Uh, coming up at around 9.35, in my opinion, a barbecue legend, Fast Eddie Marr from Fast Eddie's Barbecue. Very excited about that. And coming up in the second hour... An icon in everybody's book, multiple-time author, TV show host, cooking class instructor. Did I say TV show host? Stephen Reichlin joining us from Barbecue Bible. Fantastic. So uh, full show on tap, slated, locked down, and loaded, or whatever superlative you would like. Uh, special guest in the house tonight, as promised. First guest in the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios. It is... Deputy Corey Spigerko. Hi, Corey. Hi. How are you? Good. Now look around you and take in this <laughs> fantastic new Barbecue Central Radio Network studio. For the people that don't know, uh, Corey is a, a friend of mine personally, obviously a big friend of the show. Right. But as you look around the, dare I say, palatial confines of the new studio compared to the last one in the ghettos and the mean streets of Euclid, uh, how would you say this one compares to the old one? <laughs> well, um, it's you got a nice little corner here. I like it. I like it. Let's be honest. It's freaking cold. <laughs> Let's not even lie. Stuff, it's really cold, and we're going to have to do something about the heat. If I could pan the camera down, Corey's got like this little space heater that I gave him because I felt bad that I'm dragging him down here to be part and parcel of the show this evening. Uh, but, you know, as someone who has seen the inner workings of the show now for, you know, multiple years. Are you surprised that it only takes up this small amount of space? I mean, it seems like a huge production otherwise, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know how you do it. It's, and even the first couple, just the first minute of the show here, it's amazing how you just slide right into it. It's great. You go right into character. This is, but <laughs> now you can attest. I'm this much of an asshole in real life, though, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Corey will be sitting in all show, so uh, he'll be weighing in from time to time, so on and so forth. A uh, few bits of information here. If you are watching the show, as I always ask each and every week, do me a solid. Make a uh, media post on the Facebooks or the Twitter. And let everybody know you're watching the show right now. If you want to do the video thing, outdoorcookingchannel.com, which has been. 
our syndicate partner on the video side for like eight years now, it seems like. Uh, or if you want to do the audio only, visit my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. If you have a smart device and you are tooling down the road and you'd like to catch the show live and in person via the audios, uh, get to your particular app store, whether it be through the uh, iTunes app store or the Google Play store on uh, Android. Of course, nobody actually owns a BlackBerry anymore, so forget about that. And then search the app TuneIn Radio, one word, T-U-N-E-I-N, TuneIn Radio, and then search BBQ Central. That should be all that you need. And then download that app, make it your favorite, and you'll never miss the show live. And then after the show airs live, you'll get all of the shows that have aired so far in 2014 played in a rotation. So you can catch up rather easily because this, uh, believe it or not, is the fourth show of the year. As I said last year, 2014 rapidly coming to a close. We're almost done with this bitch. And it's like we just started. Uh, the 2014 season of the Kansas City Barbecue Society has kicked off with fine and fantastic fashions. The Lakeland Pig Fest went off this past weekend. And here is your top ten. You know, the guys that won it. I'm going to bring Corey back in. The guys that won it, believe it or not, uh, f- finished tied for first. And then, of course, that went to a tiebreaker. We all know that True Bud Barbecue ended up winning team of the year. But this team, hot on the heels of Tim Grant and True Bud, and taking their first grand championship, Warren County Pork Choppers, Donnie Bray, bringing the heat and uh, really putting an ass-whooping on the field. Um, roughly eight points. Well, yeah, right around eight points separates the field. He uh, won it with 691 and three-tenths. Hot Wachulas, Matt Barber, uh, who was Team of the Year in Florida Barbecue Associates. Look at that. The two sanctioning bodies going at each other. Finishing with a 683. So, again, eight points separating first and second. Uh, Accutech Barbecue, third place overall. Kick Yo Butt Barbecue, fourth. The Smokehouse Bandits, fifth. Fast Eddie's Barbecue, sixth place. We'll be getting Fast Eddie's take on that. Iowa's own Smokey D's, Darren Worth, finishing seventh. Lang Barbecue Smokers, eighth. Team Unknown Barbecue ninth, and then rounding out the top ten, a uh, sizable figure, both in stature and personality, Rod Gray and Peladen. Corey, you're obviously well up on the uh, barbecue competitions. Were you surprised to see Warren County atop the leaderboard again? I like it. Of course you did. Corey knew. It. He That's was right. a betting man. You slapped down like 100 in the Las Vegas timeline, right? That's right. Absolutely. He's making money hand over fist over there. And he's arresting bad guys. Shoot first, ask questions second. That's what I always say. He doesn't live by that moniker, but I think he should. Now, look, if you are like me, you are always hoping that good things happen to good people when it comes to this world of barbecue. By the way, congratulations again to Donnie Bray for the, the first grand championship of the year and I guess what many would consider to be the first uh, true KCBS team uh, or uh, contest during the course of the year, that being Lakeland Pig Festival. Uh, but here's a guy you've seen on television any number of times. And, uh-oh, oh, here we go. Uh, you've seen on any number of times, uh, You he was a judge for, I believe, two seasons of Barbecue Pitmasters and now getting his very own TV show, we give a... Big kudos and congratulatory holla to Aaron Franklin of Franklin's Barbecue. Uh, now, Corey, you would recall that uh, Aaron Franklin is, world, well, at least country-renowned. I would say world-renowned as having the best brisket in Texas. <laughs> now, you have, like, uh, uh, 
<laughs> well, I guess the sound your, effect. Your, your your wife has kin folk that are down in Texas, so yeah. it's yes. like your kin folk in law, if that's even possible. Yes. So these people know brisket, and to say that you have the best brisket in the state of Texas. Now, look, Texas people are kooks. They think that they should secede from the union, that they are self-sufficient, and uh, just do away with this whole American thing. I should say, good riddance. You want to leave? Leave, you bastards. However, notwithstanding any of the secession talk, uh, this Aaron Franklin fellow is uh, quite adept at the brisket making, and he is reaching high and far. He was a judge, as I just mentioned, on this Barbecue Pitmaster show, and now he's getting his own show with uh, PBS, which is public broadcasting. And it's going to be kind of tied in uh, if you do any type of search with Aaron Franklin. You will see that he's got a pretty extensive uh, web series on the YouTubes. And uh, evidently, this is kind of supposed to tie in with all of that, and it's going to be a lot of teaching and uh, probably a lot of insight as to, to what Aaron is all about. So uh, while he is yet to show up here on this show, yet, yet, I'm sure at some point he will uh, come on. Uh, well, I'm sure now that he's got this TV show, he's going to want to come on and talk about it and pimp it. Fine, come on. If that's the way I can get you. Just like I'm trying to get Michael Simon on the show, but he's got no time for me, and he, he, this guy's from Cleveland. It's Michael Simon. Hello? Michael, why aren't you coming on my show? Hello, Michael? <laughs> uh, we're going to come back with Ronnie Lotz out of the break. Corey Sfigerko in the house. Let me talk to you quickly for... Uh, just a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. They are, of course, the Barbecue Guru Gang. If you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why would you buy from any other company? I don't know. Now, maybe you're not familiar with how these little beauties work. I'm not going to get into the minute detail, but imagine a product that allows you to set pet temperature and once set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true. It's not. This is real life. And you can take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe you're a busy working professional like me or Corey or any number of you out there in the listening audience, perhaps. You're constantly on the run with kids doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperature. We get it. That's why they make the Barbecue Guru. It allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done and let the barbecue guru maintain that pit temperature you set it at. Now, uh, there's currently a number of different models to choose from. You have that CyberQ Wi-Fi that is raging across all wireless platforms and automatic pit temperature control markets. You have the uh, CyberQ 2, the DigiQ DX2. And pound for pound, what many consider to be the automatic pit temperature control device for the money. We call it the Party Q here. It's $129 for most cookers. And the Party Q is the easiest point of entry into the pit temperature control device market. Uh, it's a self-contained package. It runs on AA batteries. And it will move from a Weber Kettle style to a Bullet style smoker to a Kamado, Kamado, Big Green Egg style cooker, whatever you want to call it. I, I call it the whore of barbecue uh, automatic temperature controls because it goes from one to the next. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you're in the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx oven. 
The Onyx Oven has been, of course, winning on competition circuits as well as in the backyards all over the country. It's fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, and works seamlessly with any of the Barbecue Guru pit temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to the Barbecue Guru. That's thebbqguru.com. Check out the website. See what they have. You can call them toll-free, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. Ronnie Lotz up next. Stand by. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right. Uh, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com is the uh, number to call if you want to jump in tonight. Uh, my first guest tonight made his appearance on his uh, on this show last October. Hit huge with the audience. He owns Cigars and Stripes Barbecue Lounge in the Chicagoland area. Let's go ahead and head over to the hotline and welcome back Ronnie Lott to the show. Ronnie, how are you, bud? Well, all right. What is this? Okay. All right. We're, are we live on the big show or what? We're live on the really big show. Really big barbecue show. Are you uh, are you totally stoked or what? I, I, of course, of course. What the hell is over your left shoulder, Ronnie? You have devils and angels over there, or what? Yeah. Oh, these are uh, well. You came right out of the out of the box. Uh, well, listen, these are uh, th- those are six barrels of beer. Six barrels of beer? Yeah, that's right. You put beer in them. These particular ones here are from uh, a company called Evil Twin, and they're uh, originally out of Denmark. And uh, in my spare time, we, uh, I'll pinstripe them. Oh, shit. Hold on. Watch out. Hey, listen. This is the big show. You know what I'm saying? Ronnie, Ronnie, have you been uh, tipping a few back before the show, buddy? Listen. Seem a little relaxed. Look at that. (laughs) Yang. This is Yang. Yeah. And there's a Ying. Look at this. Watch out. Looks like you're going down. Don't worry what I'm doing. Look at that. Look at that. We look like twins. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that you're the yang to his yin. Here's the deal. Yeah. Because I, I have made the giant, giant, giant mistake of opening a barbecue restaurant, <laughs> I, I need salvation. So what I do is I graffiti and pinstripe barrels of beer that we like. What? You did that artwork? Of course. Really? Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm a master. I'm a jack-of-all-trades master of none. Join the club. It's uh, it's currently a club of two, you and me. Oh, listen, life is miserable. I feel good when I do this. However, these ones are for Evil Twin uh, Brewing, and they're going to go. They're originally out of Denmark. They were two brothers, whatever. They they opened up these companies, and the other brother took off, and he's got some great beers. There's a yin and a yang, and what happens is you you mix them like the old... uh, Augsburgers, the Gamutlakites used to do a 50-50, and you get a big, uh, big glass of beer. They're really good. I like them. This one, oh shit! <laughs> Watch out, Ronnie. You're gonna hurt Hold yourself. Yang. Yang. Yeah. 
All right. You want to see the yin? Uh, is that a loaded question? You want to see it or not? Yeah, let's see the yin. That's the wow, yin. Look at that. You're quite the artist. Yeah? Yeah. I should have stayed pinstriping. Don't open a barbecue restaurant, whatever you do. All right, we'll get into that in a second, Ronnie. Calm oh, down and let me get no. back my uh, show. Shut up for a second. All right, now look, for the people that don't know uh, Ronnie Lots or they aren't uh, frequenting the neighborhood coming in and uh, partaking in your beers and your barbecue restaurant stuff, uh, if you could give us a quick abridged version uh, of kind of how you got into this whole business of, uh, was it a restaurant first? Was it a bar first? Did it all happen at the same time? Just the short version. Oh, man, we did this last time. Here's what happened last time. There was such a lag and a delay that I just rambled and rambled. I, I know it's hard to believe. Yeah, it's not happening right now, for sure. Well, I know, and I'm trying not to. Look, you know, I used to cook for a bunch of wrestlers, and then uh, for some reason, you know, barbecue, it just felt right. And then I, I don't know, I did a lot of things. I opened this, this cigar store, you know, behind the studio where I was pinstriping cars. I worked with these wrestlers, whatever. I started cooking. And I moved here. And here at Cigars and Stripes is where I made the biggest mistake of my entire existence. Of the wow. That is certainly some declaration. Listen to me. You're on the big screen right now, Mr. Ramke. I can hear me in the background. Oh, well, good. Good. Because you know what? I, I actually have guys in here with handmade spice... They're passing it around like, you know, like I don't know what they're doing, but they're like trading spices. I'm going to tell you something. The big show, for whatever it's worth, yeah. I'm going to tell you, they came out of the woodwork tonight to see your show, and I, uh, I thank you very much. Right. Yep. I got these guys here. Now, listen, this is right up your alley. You guys are into the, uh, the competition bar barbecue. That's what you do. I, uh, I'm begging those people. Listen, if you're a barbecue restaurant or, or, or a barbecue competition guy, stay doing what you're doing with your friends. You know what I mean? Right. Go out on the weekend, drink a goddamn beer, and just do it. Enjoy it. I can hear them laughing back there. You're on a delay. Listen, I'm not kidding. Because once you enter the arena of a barbecue restaurant... Your life is going to be an eternal hell. You'll never be able to do nothing with your life. You have read my mind, Ronnie, because this was going to be my next question. We're talking with Ronnie Lotz. Oh, listen, the... right now, I don't want to interrupt you, but right now, I got, okay. listen, you just they are called themselves the Ball and Hogs. I don't know. They had a big uh, barbecue co uh, contest here in Glen Ellen, Illinois. They took first place out of 61 contestants. I'm going to give them a plug. Hey, you know what? They're here, and God bless it, they're spending money. And they're watching your show. I'm telling you, you're on a big screen right now. This is like downtown. Now, look, uh, I was just talking to a guy last week who does this barbecue thing for a living. A uh, little bit different than your setup uh, that you have, but he's getting into a physical location soon enough. He was uh, real big into the open-air markets down in uh, south-central California. Uh, what is it? It seems, if I am uh, deducing what you're telling me properly, uh, that what you're doing in this uh, barbecue world, the barbecue restaurant uh, 
you know, how much work really goes into it for you? Are you somebody there? I mean, is this an act that you are putting on and you're really there just kind of managing, but you're you're allowed some downtime? Or are you there 24 and 7? Oh, yeah. Oh, big act. Big act. I looked at my dashboard today. I'm going to tell you something. In the blazing sun in Chicago right now, it is negative three degrees. That was this afternoon. Now, tonight, we're going to go below 17. I'm going to tell you something. Every single morning, mark my words, if you're a barbecue contest guy, whatever you want to do, open up your barbecue restaurant, your ass is going to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning. You're going to put your fucking ribs in. You're going to put your goddamn, your pork roast in and some chicken wings. You're going to like it. Hey, Gene, what do you want me to say? You think it's a joke? No. Oh, yeah. This is what I'm telling. Everyone giggles. Oh, yeah. You have a boutique barbecue. You barbecue. Hey, everything we smoke is outside, Gene. Everything. You think I got a big, giant national pride in that kitchen behind me? You see the light? You see that kitchen? Yes. Those are goddamn guys that are in Mexico now that started to build my kitchen and disappeared. They're in fucking Mexico. He's gone. Get that big stuff out of here. I got a new cook. I got a new cook right now. And the kid don't complain. I'm out there with him every single rotten, stinking morning. Now, you're out there cooking in the cold and the heat. It doesn't matter because you're looking to give top-quality product to the people that are coming in. I mean, let's be honest. Listen, you can throw all your pork ribs in. You can throw your, your butts in. You can put your wings in your little National Pride giant commercial smokers. But I'm telling you this. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I'm telling you, when I take my offset smoker, and not to mention, this is no joke. Gene, right now, it's probably, what is it? Eight degrees out, negative eight degrees. My, look at this. This Mip. smoker right here, Mule Tough. Yep. This is no joke. He's in where is he, Missouri? I am launching a, a, a damn YouTube channel Based on this guy, I couldn't take it anymore. I jumped in the car and I drove to Missouri. I'm going to tell you something. This mule tough smoker right now is holding temp. You can read all the articles you want about, you know, the guy's wrap. Oh, well, you get the fireproof blankets and wrap it around your smoker. This thing right now is smoking at 260. I'm telling you, man. What uh, are you? Are you, you. are you all wood? Yes. All, are you all wood fire? Are you charcoal? Are you a mix? Is it Listen. gas? Listen, no one's all wood-fired if they are, they're liars. You start it with, with, with charcoal, and you, you throw your wood in for flavor. But what happens is I throw a, I, I feed it with a cherry and oak, big logs later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're wood-fired. And right now, this mule tough, I don't care if it's negative 18 degrees. I don't care if it's – we were actually going to watch the thing with uh, – what was his name, Kurt Russell? Yeah. Tonight's movie night at Cigars and Stripes. After the big show, after the hockey game, you know. But uh, the thing, that's like we're in Antarctica. I could take this mule tough smoker, and I'm not kidding with you, man. This thing holds temp. I'm telling you. Well, whatever. It's what it is. So we're talking right now. We're talking with Ronnie Lotz. He is the owner of Cigars and Stripes Barbecue Lounge. Uh, you can find him on the webs at cigarsandstripes.com, all spelled out. Uh, Ronnie, you are somebody who has put together a menu. Uh, What's the best seller on the menu? When people come in, if people are being referred, you know, what are you getting the most requests of? Well, 
you know, obviously the chicken wings. I mean, they're uh, they're not deep fried. You know what I mean? Do you think I you think I go to the restaurant depot and just get like a deep fried breaded chicken wing that you can just drop in a deep fryer? I get them fresh. I'm telling you, get them fresh from the market every goddamn day. And then and like today they delivered. You believe they delivered ten boxes? Whatever. What? We how how much weight of chicken wings are you going through a week? Don't lie, like I know you want. Listen, I, I'm not a liar, man. I'm telling you, I'm doing about eighty pounds a day. That's not a lie. Wow. That's well, a whatever. Lot. Hey, listen, man. Divide it up. You know what I mean? For me, that's a lot. You know, my, my friend said he made it. You know, he made a gag. He said, you know. Oh, you're a boutique barbecue. <laughs> yeah, but we cook everything outside, pal. Everything. I don't care what you have is cooked outside. And I, I think there's a big difference. Let me tell you, if I take a rib tip or a rib and I throw it in the National Pride, hit the button and get the 17-year-old kid to go, oh, bread them, and then stick, you know, hit the button and then walk away and come back four hours later, there's a big difference between in my offset cooker, you're my offset cooker. You want to make ribs? You throw the wood in it and you watch it. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, I'll tell you something. When you bite into that rib, Gene, it is what it is. Ronnie, let's clear something up here right now because I'm getting a lot of instant messages. I think one, yeah. one thing is happening and, and, I, and people think another. Are you calling me Gene? Are you using the letter G? J. Hey, who's the guy from Berlin? What's his name? Uh, Remke. Who? There's a guy that's got a name just like yours. My is that my brother Chris Rempe? No, the guy from Berwyn, man. His name's Rem. No, his his name's Rem Key, I think. Could be. Oh I get a lot God. of keys. But I told everybody that we have a you and I we have a relationship, so you've shortened my name from Greg to uh, the letter G. But everybody says you keep calling me Gene. I don't think that's right. You're not calling me Gene, are you? Am I calling him Gene? No, you're calling Greg. Yeah, call you G. Yeah, see? So everybody back off for crying out loud. Jeez. No, the other guy. Right, G. Hey, listen. Come on. These people are crazy, Ronnie. Now, look, let me ask you something. You know, one of the most uh, important things to a successful restaurant is this menu. Obviously, you said that the chicken wings are king. Absolutely. But uh, as you uh, craft and hone the menu, you know, a lot of these places, they get into this barbecue thing. And all of a sudden, they got like uh, 50 or 60 different items on a menu. And it seems to me, and I'm never going to be opening a barbecue restaurant, but if I would, I would try and uh, keep it basic, kind of uh, bring what makes you successful. Uh, is that something that you subscribe to, or do you like to have uh, many options available for the consuming public? Well, well, funny you bring that up, Gene. Come here, son. Come here. Come here for a second. I Listen, think called me Gene. I when that, kid, that little kid of yours came in there and kissed, kissed you. Your daughter, look at this. Come here. That's my 15-year-old boy. That's my son, Zach. Hey, look at this guy. What's up, brother? That's him. He's ready. You know how to build a fire on that smoker? No, I'll get, I'll get you a question. I love this kid. He's a good boy. All right, here, here's the thing. Listen, my, my, I got my one cook. He's yep. crying, and he's complaining all the time. He says, I don't know, weeks, I can't keep up with the weeks and the rib dips and the, and the smoked Italian beef. We do that. I said, listen to me. We got three fucking things on the menu. Three. You want to go work in a Greek restaurant? 
Oh, give me my mashed potatoes. Well done with hash browns and hot peppers. I want my egg up. I don't want wheat toast. Give me white bread. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Hold that. You want 75 orders all custom? Hold the mail? You're cooking chicken wings. <laughs> yes, I subscribe to what you're saying. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it protein. Let's keep it on the grill. And let's call it what it is. I mean, you know what I mean? But, but, you know, just get to the point. Cook your four things and do it well. Right. We do well. West Side Rib Tip, hands down the best in the country. And I'll tell you right now, I got all the West Side guys. Name it. Name a barbecue place. They all come here with their wives to eat. It's true for the rib tips. And the wings are good. I'm going to have four items on the menu and that's it. You want to know why? Because I can't find anyone that's reliable to do it for me. You, son, will start cooking. <laughs> he looks very he looks very enthused to be on the really big barbecue show, Ronnie. Let me tell you. Uh, now, sure. look, let me ask you one last question. Uh, one last question before I let you go, Ronnie. Oh, what do I, why do I got to go? What? Why do I got to go? You have a business to run. I can only take up so much of your valuable time. Now, listen. Monkey business. You seem to have a uh, what some would call an ebullient personality. Uh, uh, there's a word called charisma, which seems to be overflowing your cup. Have you ever thought about uh, trying out for these fandangled barbecue shows like Barbecue Pitmasters? It seems like it would be right up your alley. They would be drawn to your uh, magnetism of personality, and it would be like great TV. Plus, you know, all things aside, you know how to cook, too. Answer the question. Believe it. I, I don't believe I would do that. Why not? I don't believe I have it in me. I don't believe I'm camera shy. I, I don't think I could ever do that. You know, Gene, I don't know what to tell you, man. Listen, I'm going to tell you this, Gene. I can't see you now, but this... I think he's I know his name's Greg. I'm just fucking with him. I right, listen. <laughs> Your beard. The beard you're wearing. This one? Listen, hands down, man. You look good. I'm going to tell you something. I got, a, I got a beard that Listen, scares most terrorists. I can't see it now. I got an advertisement of some split broadcaster. Enable you. I can't even see you. However, I did see you on your last episode. Yeah. And if you're sporting that beard. Yes. For whatever it's worth, it's very becoming of you. Oh, your wife you. probably swoons with ecstasy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, she's I, swooning all right. She's swooning to me to find a raise. Listen, you know what they like? Women like that shit, man. They like they like the gray. If I put gray in my beard and I go to the goddamn jewels out here or dominance, they closed up. These 20-year-old women are on me. They got this daddy thing going. I'm just saying that the gray in the beard, they're just saying, you look good. You're you saying know? uh you're saying I could pull some 20-year-old strange is what I'm you're saying. I'm saying that you look like a guy take right. a piece of steak and you know what I mean, throw it on a grill. And then be like, baby, I'm going to go take the car and wash it. You know what I mean? And yeah. you got your beard going. I, I just think you you look good with that beard. Keep going. Uh, Ronnie Lotz is joining us here on the show, owner of Cigars and Stripes uh, Barbecue Lounge. If you're in the Chicagoland area, first visit the website, uh, Chicago. Jeez. Uh, cigars. Major announcement. Major announcement. Hold on. Wait a second. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. All right, let's have it. All right, listen. Remember when your father, maybe maybe like an uncle, passed away and he left you an old Cadillac? 
or no? Just me? That wasn't me. All right, here's the thing. I bought, I bought an offset smoker. Yeah. Years ago. And it never, Gene, I'm telling you, it never ran right. I, Gene. I, I, it never ran right. Here's the thing. I, uh, I rebuilt this thing. And I've got great footage of, uh, of the rebuilding of this machine. Yeah. And I also have of the bench ring because I can't get to my welding supplies because they're buried underneath a circuit tent that I had to hire other people to build it and help me. The design, it was, it was called a, uh, a beam smoker. They were out of uh, Alabama. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of people online say things about beam smokers are no good. I'm going to tell you something. I wailed on that beam smoker like it was like a redheaded stepchild. I beat it to death. Follow me. I made a couple of bucks with that thing. I rebuilt it. I couldn't do it, so I hired guys. Here's what happens. They tore it apart. They molested my smoker. They ruined everything I worked for. It was making me out of my mind. They destroyed it. I had to repo it, and that made me go buy my mule tough or whatever it is. You can watch it online. Gene, promise me that you're going to post a link. Yes. I'm putting a teaser on the night. Yeah. It's weird. I was up drunk last night. I, I can't uh, believe that for a second. No, believe it. It's true. Like four in the morning, you know, and I, I started going through the old footage of this Blackberry playbook. I'm going to tell you something. My God, I got the whole thing documented. It's a whole year. It's actually, I watched it. It's kind of, kind of amusing. I mean, I thought with guys didn't speak English. They chopped my smoker in pieces. I'm going to post a link so everybody can check it out. No, I'm putting a teaser up tonight. I got, I got this Do weird. It. I got a guy working on it tonight. I mean, whatever. I just want people to know, Gene. I need you to know this. People do radio shows and they do this podcast stuff. You are like, you are truly. I don't know, man. You're, you're a good host. Oh, well, Ronnie, I'm going to take the compliment. You you look like you need to refill. And if anybody's in the Chicago area, cigarsandstripes.com, the website. And tell somebody that I've sent you for crying out, Rod. I mean, Listen, it's, it's, it's good for a freebie. You sent me a thing on, uh, on the Facebook. Yeah. I heard He heard you out of state, is coming to Chicago, is coming here. Big show works. I love it. All right, I mean, Ronnie, as always, my friend, I appreciate you coming on tonight, and we'll talk soon. It's Ronnie Lotz, everybody. Look at this guy. He's crazy. Ronnie Lotz. Corey, can you believe Ronnie Lotz or what? <laughs> Charismatic. There you go. Charismatic. <laughs> that guy is shot out of a cannon. I think that's the very definition of being shot out of a cannon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, when we go to Chicago, are we going to Cigars and Stripes? Let's do it. Yeah, all right. We're going to do it. All right, Fast Eddie coming up right after this. Uh, gang, if you're like me, and probably if you're like uh, Ronnie Lotz, you are ready to step up that barbecue and grilling game even a higher notch than you're already at. Um, why not try Butcher's Barbecue products, for crying out loud? We all know Butcher is well-known for their injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection, of course, Bird Booster. The prime injection, of course, has uh, all the combined things love from their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy, and combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. Available for sale right now on ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you are looking for a go-to rubber sauce, friends. 
No shortage of things to choose from here as well. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is the steak and brisket rub. Grab some honey rub. That garnered huge attention over the last year or two. Try the premium rub, especially if you inject with Butcher's Barbecue. It's formulated to work with the injection. A perfect one-two punch to impress friends and judges alike. And last but not least, Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets. And Butcher's Sweet Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang. Just the right amount of back-end heat. And for crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Thank you, no. Dave did not take the easy way out by adding the devil's urine, better known as liquid smoke. Grab a box of six. It's going to go fast. And no worries about breaking the bank on shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks ship at $8.50. Between 85 and 200 ship at $9.75. And anything over 200 bones ships absolutely free. So head on over to Butcher's Barbecue. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue always trust your butcher. Uh, quickly back after this with Fast Eddie Marin. Cook Shack and Fast Eddie's Barbecue. Stick around, be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Thanks to uh, Ronnie Lotz, I think. Wow. He's got a little character. He's He's got a little personality to him, I think. He's going to grow up and be a good boy one day. All right, my next guest made... Uh, oh, hold on a second. He's got the wrong damn sheet up here. Uh, my next guest tonight someone who I enjoy talking barbecue with each and every time he's on the show. Uh, my biggest and most loyal fans of the show know him from being on the original panel members of the very first brisket roundtable all the way back in 2007, believe it or not. Uh, a competitive barbecue cook, a guy you will find teaching a class every so often as well. Uh, probably one of the best-known pit builders in barbecue history. Let's race over to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie, how are you, buddy? Hey, man, I'm doing well. At least I'm warmer than old Ronnie is up there in Chicago. Oh, well, uh... Then you're warmer than me too, because we are uh, we are we are not just doing very well. Let's just, in a, in a very mild way, let's just say that it's very cold out here at a negative ten ambient temperature. Oof. Yeah, a little cold. Anyway, look before we get into the cook this weekend, Ed. How about this uh, damn Donnie Bray coming right out of the box and grabbing a grand championship? I mean, he's having a pretty good run from one year to the next, isn't he? Oh man, yeah, he's hot. He's um, won two categories down there and pulled a 180 out of his hat for uh, the brisket deal. Yeah, he's he's on fire for sure. Look, you don't typically see, and this is you know I'm not making any slights to my friends from Kentucky because I love Kentucky, especially the bourbon that they make. But typically, you're not seeing like the elite of the elite barbecuers coming out of that state. Are you surprised? given kind of where he's at, or does it just go to show that if you put in the work, you could be from Algeria and still get calls and take the walks? 
Uh, yeah, you put in the work, and you and you know, you you put the numbers to it too. Um, you, you know, I don't. Uh, it's it's a numbers game, especially. Uh, but you've also got to have you know some some really good solid recipes. Um, batting average, you know what? They don't really sh- go down to batting average. I think t- uh, uh, Tim had a lot better batting average than Donnie did per per event last year. You know, not when you when you took out the uh, team of the year stats, trying to you know have the the numbers for the big contests. Or you know to come into play, but if you just go for a batting average, swinging swinging average, um, True Bud really knocked it out of the park compared to what Donnie did. But the way the system set up, you know that they ended up tying up. But I mean, not saying Donnie's not hot; he is hot. There, there's no doubt about it. He's got something uh, working for him uh, really well there, and he's cooking all the time. Man, it makes all the difference. You you flat get after it. I was. Um, always, that's why last spring I was trying to do the Sam's club thing. And I was trying to get several events in to get warmed up because you, you're a lot, a whole lot less likely to make a mistake if you're cooking constantly. Let me, so to that end, and this is something that I wasn't even thinking about asking, but when you talk about repetition, as you say, you were trying to get reps in, uh, to kind of cook that Sam's club and, and move on from local regional uh, down to the finals. And then you see a guy like uh, Tuffy Stone, who did you know maybe six competitions or seven competitions the whole year is able to string together the American Royal Invitational win two weeks later wins Jack Daniels uh, and and finish very well in a lot of the other competitions. Uh, he his batting average was huge last year, but that's got to be more the exception, right? Yeah, it is the exception. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, he was probably the guy on top when you when you did that between him and um, Darren at Smokey D's. They they his 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 swinging average was wasn't too bad itself too. Ed Marin joining me here on the show, cookshack.com, a website where you can uh, check out obviously all of his cookers and things that he is up to. Fast Eddie Barbecue Pitmaster. Uh, Ed, you probably aren't getting like after it as hard as you used to uh, back in the day. Uh, but this past weekend, you went up against 68 other teams in Florida at the first big KCBS event of the year, and you take six overall. Uh, is that satisfying finish for you? Uh, did you see some points that maybe were left on the table that could have perhaps bettered your overall position? What did you think of the cook? Yeah, I left some brisket points on the table. The product I took with me I knew was going to be a little substandard what I ended up picking up. And um, Ray was pretty happy with it, but I, I, I didn't feel like it. It was 11th out of the 68 we got with it which i felt like was kind of generous points wise um our pork was really 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 good ray even put out a a picture of us grilling the pork um off on the egg we were glazing it there first time you can legally cut it off and um glaze it up right on the on the fire it was great um so um it, we were, I think, 18th, 15th or 18th like that in, in pork. Um, we hit the table of death in chicken. Uh, we were two points off the win of our table, but the highest our table did in chicken was, I think, 37, 38th, something like that. Um, and then, of course, we pulled out a fourth in ribs. So, not you know, not bad. We we just didn't have some luck. Felt pretty good about our cook. Um 
I've had a huge tendency not cooking a lot to overcooking my our ribs, and we really got had one good slab that was I felt like was cooked dead on perfect. Um, but um, you know, it, it it we need to need to cook some it. We definitely weren't a winning caliber team down there with what we put out, by no means. Fast Eddie, recounting the competition this past weekend in Lakeland, Florida, you'd mentioned that you had teamed up with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. I mean, obviously you guys have been up and down the road quite a few times over the years. How well do you two work together in this kind of a situation, and, and does it ever get chippy when the, uh, when the pressure's on? <laughs> No, it's great because we can bounce stuff off and be dead honest with each other. Um, you know, <laughs> that's that's what's so nice about it. Uh, you know, you're there was no attitude, none whatsoever. And uh, gosh, it was it was really tough on him being there because it was hometown pretty much for him and all the the old folks that you know he doesn't ever get to see much coming by and beating on the door and yelling at him and. I was so glad that, uh, you know, he, he kind of deflected and keep people, kept it away. I was hiding in the back of Dr. Barbecue's trailer. Nobody really knew I was even there or around. I loved it. <laughs> you know, when, when other teams see you, and not necessarily the general public, but when other teams see you, do they think they see it as maybe two competitions in one where, hey, we, let's go try and win this event, but... Also, let's make sure we head of a uh, we finish ahead of Ray and Eddie. Oh, I don't think they think that at all. I think it was like, well, them two are washed up birds doing here, you know, who hadn't been around cooking for a while. They haven't cooked much. Didn't probably didn't look at us as a threat at all, you know. Uh, you've seen a lot of those guys. I mean, Johnny Trigg was there, Rod was there, you know, Darren Worth was there. Um, a whole bunch of the guys who cook on a regular basis and all the FBA teams, fantastic teams. Yeah. And they are a tough bunch. Those guys cook a whole lot, especially this time of year. You know, this is their summer really for, for cooking and they getting real busy. Um, and think about it. Those guys don't use garnish in their box and they got to make food look great with food. Um, they're, they are, I would say, on average, uh, you better be on your game when you walk into Florida because of all those great FBA teams. And the FBA team of the year come in second. So, uh, I mean, there's, there, there's, it's, it's not the old days. We were even talking about that and laughing about it that, you know, we, we, <laughs> we used to talk about bottom feeding. There, there is no such term as bottom feeding anymore. There, every contest is, is there tough and, and somebody's there to get it. So if you're speculating, of course, but if there's people thinking that, hey, there's these old birds and, and they're not uh, up to snuff, and then you take a six overall when it's all said and done, is it a little uh, kind of a, an extra sweetness? Oh, it's definitely satisfying knowing that, you know, uh, my goal, I always talked about top 10%. If you, you know, if you can bang the top 10%, it's about as good as a win. It just wasn't your luck for the day, pretty much. And uh, we hit that goal. Uh, to me, and I don't even think we really deserved that goal that well compared to what I felt like. You know, you always scrutinize yourself the worst. But here again, you know, the top 10% is where you got to be. If you hit that top 10% on a regular basis, it's going to come to you. You're going to be there. Uh, Eddie, I agree. If you bang the top 10%, you're doing things very well in a lot of things in life, if you know what I mean. 
You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, Ed Marin joining me here on the show. Cookshack.com is the website if you want to check it out. Uh, so how many events do you plan on doing this year, Eddie? Boy, I don't know. I'm in. Um, I'm really hot after it. I love Lakeland. Those folks down there are just so so much fun, and and it's such a great event. I just I can't stand not going to Lakeland. Um, but I'm working on my race car stuff, and um, I've got a, a real passion to run this Nora a Mexican 1000 coming up the second week of uh, May. With and I've got a a, a vintage off-road race car that was run by a guy named Larry Raglan from 1983 to 1986. Larry Raglan is the second winningest driver in off-road racing history. Wow. And uh, Larry said he'd go down and run the race with me in that car. So uh, how, can, how, how can you not say he wouldn't do something like that? I just got to get the car done and finished. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a 911 Porsche uh, buggy. And this car about 120 mile an hour across a dry lake, so it'll it'd be a whole lot of fun. Eddie, what are you doing racing cars? That's dangerous. Forget about that shit. Out and out in Mexico, no less. I mean, you could get kidnapped out there and held for three or four hundred dollars ransom. Yeah, three or four dollars, maybe. Yeah, well, and who's gonna pay that? Jeez, oh Pete, you could be there for the rest of your life. Hey, it, nah, it's it's uh, if you've ever been down to uh, Baja, Mexico, and especially during the off-road races, it's like going to the Wild West. It, you can't explain to people what it's like. It's just it's a, it's so much fun. And a couple quick hit topics here before I let you go, and always appreciate the time. Um, what do you make of this petition against the uh, Sam's Club? The uh, what I affectionately refer to now as the anti. Sam's Club people thinking that uh, this is somehow going to save uh, local competitions that they fear are now going to be uh, displaced because Sam's is coming to their area. I, you know, it's to me, it's nothing different than what uh, had gone on back in the mid mid nineties um, with the barbecue. Uh, in the Kansas City area, I mean, you had to be fifty miles away from uh, an event. Um, you know, it's just such the popularity of the sport. It's not going to affect any of them. And I think it's a joke. Uh, it's definitely a joke after you've seen how the sign-up went. I mean, it, it's not <laughs> slowing anybody down or doing anything. So um, you gotta, you're just going to have a few people mouthing about it. And they're gonna, people mouth about anything. So uh, it, it's not going to mean anything. Kind of to that end with the Sam's Club, it seems like another year – uh, registration opens up and there are server issues, there's traffic issues. You go to the KCBS website and uh, they, they uh, pawn it off on the fact that there's all these security filters, what have you. In the end, maybe next year, is it something that KCBS and uh, the, the marketing department should consider farming out to make sure that it actually goes off without a hitch? Sure, it'd be nice to see that happen. Uh, will it happen or probably happen now? <laughs> I don't but, I mean, so. <laughs> why not make you know one little effort to, to have something this big that everybody likes go smooth when you know that, you know, what's the definition of insanity? You're doing something over and again, uh, the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Hey, look how long it took him to get uh, a scoring program that's halfway decent that the, the 
the cooks and the judges and and everything you can figure out where how how the contest really played out. We all a lot of us knew. Of course, I used to run contests. And I knew contests played out like that, but now you can physically see it on paper. It took forever for that to come along. I mean, and, and that's that's monumental. This the it's a, there's a reason why they call it the barbecue society it's not the barbecue business if it was the barbecue business it'd be a different story but it's a society have another drink relax and it'll come to you it'll come to you all right uh ed moran <laughs> joining me here on the show you know him as fast eddie uh, hey, go hang up there in chicago with the guy and have a beer that's what's all that's why it's all going to be yeah that's exactly right i think <laughs> there could be a lot more business done up there than i think we can even realize and you know i'm right uh, Ed, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming out tonight. All right, Greg. Thanks. You got it. There he is. Fast Eddie joining me. Cookshack.com. Uh, he used to have the website uh, pelletcooker.com, and that has been redirected to cookshack.com. Big announcement about them coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, we'll wrap up the first hour coming back out of the break, but first it's uh, – you need to go to Tasty Licks Barbecue right now because Fred has put up some Super Bowl recipes that will shake your very foundations of humanity and your taste buds. I talk to Fred pretty much weekly, and he's always kind of telling me, hey, make sure people go to the website, tastylicksbbq.com. Check out my videos because I'm posting them all the time. And, you know, sometimes you might think right off the bat they're a little gimmicky. I mean, I understand he's got a personality. I mean, you know, not as much personality as uh, Ronnie Lass from Cigars and Stripes, but Fred is his own character. And once you get past uh, the uh, persona he is putting on, the knowledge that he is disseminating is really second to none. So you visit TastyLakesBBQ.com. You can buy cookers like the Kamado Joe cookers, the Meadow Creek cookers, the spices and sauces, accessories. All these items are in stock, ready to ship to you. Of course, you know they are the Big Green Egg headquarters, including many items that you can't get anywhere else for the Big Green Egg. Uh, These, of course, are in stock as well. Also, Tasty Licks is carrying Harry Sue's rub. They have the Butcher's Barbecue Injections, the Cosmos Q Injection, every type of barbecue guru and their associated accessories. Tasty Licks is a Green Mountain Pellet Grill dealer. And as Fred says right here on the show, they provide classes to the public as well. Fred teaches most of them, but from time to time, bringing in top pit masters in the industry, going to tropical Shillington, Pennsylvania, to do those classes. I believe one is coming up uh, maybe next month or in March or something like that. Uh, you need to visit the website, tastylicksbbq.com, to get all information. Attention teams, Tasty Lakes, your competition headquarters as well, all supplies for competitions. Pans in different sizes, aluminum trays, gloves, thermometers, turn-in boxes for practice. Make it your one-stop shop, Tasty Licks. BBQ.com, the place to go. So head on over right now. Enjoy the videos that Fred puts up on his page, as I just said. And, of course, there's plenty of them. And don't forget that Tasty Licks manufactures their own lines of rubs and sauces. Got to try those. When you order, drop Fred a line that you heard about him here on this show. Let him know his support of the show is appreciated. And you're going to appreciate him right back by buying a bunch of stuff. TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. Com, and we are back to wrap the first hour right after this. And more with Officer Corey's Pagarica. I know you can't wait. I know I can't. All right, stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. 
You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. My in-studio guest, Corey Spagerko, joining me here, everybody. Welcome. All right, so you have uh, two completely diverse personalities. You have a barbecue icon and legend in Fast Eddie. I'm interested. You know, someone uh, like yourself, Corey, who isn't like necessarily steeped in the culture as I am. Uh, like, what do you? How do you rate that interview? Just for like sheer uh, information and entertainment value. I think both interviews were great. A little disappointed that maybe uh, Facetti didn't call you any nicknames, but you, you mean like Gene, right? <laughs> All right, put that. Pull the microphone up to your face a little bit more. Um, so, in the grand analysis of the Ronnie Lotz interview, uh, can we say that he was joking with me calling me Gene, and he was calling me G, or was he calling me Gene? And then trying to backdoor out of it by saying it was G, but he because he kept re- referencing Gene, and then I couldn't tell if he was saying, "Oh, I'm just effing with him," because then he was catching himself fucking up. <laughs> You're the detective. What do you think? You know, there's only one way to find out. He knows, but I think uh, I think he was just messing with you. It's all uh, good. Th- it's not good to do that. That's what we know. <laughs> if it's one thing I know, it's not good. Look at this beard. As I told him. <laughs> This freaks out most Middle Eastern men. I'm not casting dispersions. I'm just saying it freaks a lot of people out. Plus, I'm Italian, everybody. So how about that? Okay. Uh, we got a lot coming up in the second hour. Um, we'll recap our guests. Uh, we'll get into some second-hour takes here at the top of the hour. And uh, Stephen Reichlin will be joining us. Uh, Corey, do you know who Stephen Reichlin is? I've heard of him. Have you heard of him um, from this show? Or you've from heard this of show. From oh, this show. Okay. Yeah. So I still think that he's right on the cusp of, you know, being the next, well, I mean, if he hasn't yet, he should be crossing over at any minute like a, I mean, you know who Bobby Flay is, right? Right. Right. So, I mean, that's one of those names that he's, right. he's so famous within the subculture. I can't believe that he isn't even bigger than he should be. Even bigger than he should be. That's probably not even right to say. All right, anyway, we're going to uh, step away real quick. We'll reload for the second hour, and we'll come right back. I am Greg Rempe. This is Corey Spagarco in the Barbecue Central Radio Network's studios, and we'll be back right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going 
<laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate fifty four wieners. But listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working right now. Who's top men? All right, just like that, we're in the second out. I'm your program host, uh, Gene the Gas Man, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, joined by Corey Spigarico in-house. Corey, bring it throw. All right, um, let me get take this page away. Uh, still to come tonight, Stephen Reichlin in about 15 minutes from now. And who knows what else. Uh, you want to jump in on the show tonight, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. That is the email address. Did you see fit to jump in uh, one or both ways? So watch out, Corey. Attack cat bottom right foot. What the hell is that cat doing? Making out with a wood table. Uh-oh. Jeez, oh, Pete. Uh, on the show next week, if you're going to be tuning in, Mike McLeod from MMA Creative, which is the uh, marketing partner to KCBS. So uh, we'll obviously be talking to him about uh, last year's World Food Championships. We'll be talking to him about the upcoming Sam's Club. And we'll obviously talk to him about the Sam's Club petition and... The fact that there were, again, registration issues, which really made the rounds on the worldwide interwebs. So uh, very excited to talk to him and uh, get his take on all that stuff. Also, uh, Ray Lampy joining us for the monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. All sorts of reasons to tune in, believe it or not. All right. Now, I'm what, oh, you're going to be able to see this, Corey, too. So I can't wait to get your reaction on this. You know, this is typically the uh, portion of the show where I might diverge from the traditional barbecue fair. Uh, you would recall last weekend uh, we talked about the... Uh, did you see the show last week, Corey, when I was talking about the guy from China that hung like eight tons of bacon off of his balcony? I had to listen to it on podcast. Yeah. I didn't so see it. That in itself was absolutely crazy. I mean, the picture was disturbing. It's a Chinese third-story building, and it just has tons of bacon hanging off his balcony, like outside. Like, first of all, you live in America, and you probably wouldn't even do that if you lived in a high-rise building, right? You're not hanging bacon off outside, right? Right. So now imagine you're living in China, and where the hell is that a good idea to hang anything outside? I mean, they're constantly under air quality watch. They're burning silver and aluminum. They take computer scrap and have little slave-driven kids with their midget fingers pull out the gold. Meanwhile, they're ingesting all of this terrible toxins, and people are dying at a rapid rate. As I said last week, if you have to go to work and you are forced with the decision to put on the surgical mask to make sure that you can get to work all right, you're probably not living in a great area. So why would you hang 50 tons of bacon outside? Aside from all the other stuff. You know, the mice crawling over it, the rats crawling over the birds pooping all over it. Get that big stuff out of here. 
And then uh, there's something that brings me back to this country and makes me oh so proud of the American spirit, the love of capitalism and the almighty dollar. And here's what I mean. This was on a Craigslist ad. Positive pregnancy test, 15 bucks. Are you trying to get your boyfriend to marry you? <laughs> I will sell you a positive pregnancy test to trick your boyfriend. You can fake a miscarriage after you get the commitment. I'm selling them for $15 a piece or two for $25. My husband and I are trying to save money for our baby. Email me to set a pickup. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So uh, as I was emailing with a, another friend of the show, Sam the Cooking Guy, uh, who will be on in two weeks' time, I said, I don't know whether I want to give this girl a high five or smack her in the face because I find it repulsive and appealing all at the same time. I mean, here is a lady who was obviously uh, using her particular scenario to generate some cash to provide a better life for her to-be baby, boy or girl, doesn't matter. But she's pitching it in a way that is... uh, 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 right. Encouraging the entrapment of males at their non behest. I don't think that's right. Corey, you're very well versed in the law, especially here in Lake County, Ohio. Is that illegal? Like, would you be arresting somebody for that if I called you and said, Corey, I just, my girlfriend tricked me. Here's the ad. It says, and she was selling him at a discount. No, that's a civil matter. Civil court. Civil court. That's You know what happens in civil court, don't you? Millions and millions of dollars. Right. That's how OJ lost all his money. Civil court. Right. As a human being, do you think that this is a good idea? Should women be selling their positive pregnancy tests at 15 or $25 for the pair to entrap other men? Are you asking me? Yes, you, of course. Bad idea. Well, I think it's... Bad idea. And then, the mere... I think the worst part of it all is the passing off of the miscarriage. Get that big stuff out of here. Oh, you can... (laughs) Tell him you sneezed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't get it. I want to say that it is uh, going to show the moral decline of the fabric of society. But I think uh, that's been proven, you know, hand over fist every other week anyway. So maybe a late. What's worse, the couple on Christmas Eve coming to fisticuffs because the lady forgot to bring the bottle of barbecue sauce home and they got into a fist fight and landed in jail or a lady passing off a real pregnancy test because she's pregnant to some lady trying to trap her boyfriend into commitment only to pass off a miscarriage later on after you get the ring. I mean, what's worse, Corey? <laughs> Are they equally as shameful? <laughs> Tough choice. Uh, Douchebaggery runs amok. <laughs> amok. <laughs> All right. Um, Corey, what do you want? Uh, competitive eating, or do you want the five best barbecue joints in New Orleans? Let's go with barbecue joints. Right. Five best barbecue joints in New Orleans. Here we go. Go Nola. 
is the website where this is coming from. If you find yourself down in the Big Easy and you're going to be looking for barbecue, why not try these places? Uh, number five on the list is McClure's Barbecue. I have no idea where any of these places actually are, but it's at 4800 Magazine Street in Uptown. Uh, this is the newest barbecue upstart and has everybody talking, proprietor Neil McClure's project while managing another uh, eatery. And he loves barbecue and has opened this up uh, just at the end of 2013. So that's uh, the first one if you're looking for barbecue. Uh, the next one is called The Joint. You ever been to, the, you ever been to New Orleans, Corey? No. no. Me neither. Uh, so uh, the next one would be The Joint on 701 Mazinant Street in Bywater. It's a institution game changer for barbecue. So, I mean, this place just... Let me actually pull this page over so everybody can kind of see what we're looking at. Uh, I mean, it's got a... Uh, it's kind of got a very, uh, to be nice, rustic feel to it. Next up for bid is Hillbilly Barbecue. I mean, you know that's going to be good. With a name like Hillbilly Barbecue, it's got to be good. Uh, that's at 2317 Hickory Avenue. Even the street is named after barbecue. That's funny. Uh, then we have Miss Heister's Barbecue at 2000 South Claiborne Avenue in Central City. And rounding out the top five, Walker's Barbecue, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's the place for Kohan Day Late, specifically the Kohan Day Late Po'boy. It's one of the most popular items every year in the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. So there's your top five barbecue joints in New Orleans. Now we know where to go to eat when we go to New Orleans. When are we going to New Orleans, Corey? Hey, I'm in. Would we Let's go to, uh, what's the thing called? The big party? Oh, uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah. Would we go it's to Mardi up. Gras? Would we go to that? A couple weeks. I mean, you go, to, you go to the SHOT Show every year in Vegas. I mean, it's got to be similar, right? Uh, probably. It seems probably like it would close. be very dangerous, this uh, <laughs> this uh, Mardi Gras, with women throwing their boobs around for beads. I don't think that's my scene. <laughs> I'm not saying that there's not other scenes that aren't my scene, but it just seems like I could, I don't know, when I get into very large public places with a number of people, it just doesn't go very well for me for some reason. I get very scared very easily. That's the bottom line. I don't want to be scared. I want to be safe and secure when it comes to my vacation time. Maybe we'll go... Let's plan to go next year, Court. We'll see how it goes. I like it. Uh, folks, a public service announcement from your friend and mine, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Uh, located right here in beautiful, well, the business district of Willoughby, Ohio. Look, we got a number of things coming up here. We have Valentine's Day coming up. You have Mother's Day coming up. You have Father's Day coming up. Uh, if you're really big into the whole Irish thing, you have St. Patrick's Day coming up. But typically, you just go to the liquor store for that, not a jewelry store. Uh, if you want to watch, this is the place to go. Incredible selection of watches, perfect for your wife, your husband, same-sex lover, whatever it is. Uh, you got the bowl of a watches. Why spend a ton of money? On a watch, if you don't have to. Full of watches, stylish, affordable, starting under 200 bucks, And come in traditional court-style, retro-styled, automatic versions, chronograph skeletons, and traditional styles. Fill the bowl of a line of time pieces. Uh, I have the Precisionist. Also, I have the Accutron line. 
Do you want the most accurate watch in the world? The Precisionist is just that watch. The exclusive movement of the Bolivar Precisionist breaks down a second-hand movement into 16 segments per second, giving the hand a smooth, moving appearance. Steel, titanium versions are available as well. Then you have the Accutron. That's one that I also have as well. High-end without the high price. Cadillac of the Bolivar line. The Accutron is the pinnacle of high-end design without breaking the bank. Starting at under 600 bucks, Bolivar Accutron watch gives you the high-end style, quality, and lifestyle without breaking the high-end bank. Citizen, gadget junkie, Citizen, perfect for you, gadget guy. EcoDrive technology converts light into energy, powering your watch perfectly and accurately. Need a timer for your barbecue cooking? Some Citizens have multiple timers along with alarms and multiple time zones. Then you have Philip and Company. It's a cottage watchmaker. Many high-end European watch companies use Swiss movements from a company called ETA. Philip hand assembles his watches personally using ETA movements, hand-picked components. Starting at about $900, Philip and Company watches not only have an elegant European style, but they are affordable. So here's what you do. You go to stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. Pick out what you want, then call them, 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. And get hooked up for crying out loud. Again, it's Stephen DeFranco, proud sponsor of this show, and happy to say I do all of my jewelry shopping there as well. StephenDeFranco.com. We're back with Stephen Reichler right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433, 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Adam Hawthorne weighing in on the pregnancy test saying, hey, that's just business smart. <laughs> well, that's something. I'm still making up my mind. If that's business smart or business mental. Uh, anyway, my next guest, a multiple-time author, TV show host, cooking class instructor, and frequent guest to the show. We waste a little time in welcoming back uh, Stephen Reichland to the show. Stephen, how are you, my friend? Great. How about you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Stephen. Uh, how does the new year find you? Uh, well, uh, the new year finds me finishing up a new book. Uh, it's called Man-Made Meals, uh, an essential cookbook for guys. Uh, a little bit of a departure from my uh, laser focus on barbecue. Yes, I include barbecue and grilling, but uh, it's really sort of a giant joy of cooking for men, telling you everything you need to, to know. Uh, as you know, the tail end of a book is uh, when you're going over galleys and pages, it's a huge amount of work, and it's been a three-year project. Uh, the end is in sight. That makes me really happy. Is this geared more towards the single Joe, or is this just for guys in general, married or not? This this is everybody from uh, college students starting out with their first cooking experience in their dorm room to uh, to uh, boomers who are maybe uh, starting out with cooking in retirement, starting a new life. Uh, 
people who are uh, ardent cooking enthusiasts want to take it uh, up to the next level. Uh, beginners, uh, I mean, it's a 650-page book, so there's something in it for everybody. Stephen, do you think as far, I mean, I'm going to sound like an old guy when I say this, but do you think as a, a, a younger generation coming up, I'm 39, getting ready to turn 40 in July, but you have you know, the, the guys in, that are coming out of college now, do you find them or, or that uh, generation to be one that has been uh, catered to so much that they really don't know how to kind of fend for themselves, or do you find it uh, to be quite the opposite because of... Just, no, on the contrary, yeah. I find that the generation coming up now, uh, having grown up uh, entirely with uh, food television and, uh, and, and uh, just incredible rising sophistication and competence in American cooking, uh, I think this generation is more juiced about cooking than, uh, certainly than my generation, and then we're uh, more informed, uh, better ingredients available, people care about not only what they're eating, but where it comes from, if the animals were ma- raised uh, humanely, if fruits and vegetables have a great flavor, not only look better. No, I am extremely optimistic about the next generation. Stephen Reichlin joining me here on the show. You said that this is a three-year project. I mean, you've written any number of books, uh, whether it be related to... 29, strictly... but who's, this, this is actually number 30, but who's wow. counting? Who's counting? Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, you know, most of these have been, as you said, focused on uh, the live fire aspect of it. You'd made mm-hmm. that huge departure a year or so ago with uh, the novel that had nothing to do uh, with barbecue or grilling per se. And then, uh, you know, you're kind of back at it. I mean, three years, is that the longest it's taken to get a book kind of from start to finish? No, you know, Planet Barbecue was a four-year project. Oh. Uh, Barbecue Bible was a four-year project. Uh, if any of your, uh, those of your listeners who are familiar with my, my books know, uh, I write big books that uh, take a long time, and I, uh, and one thing about a book, you uh, you can't rush it, and in you know this age of tweets with 144 characters, it's really nice to have the luxury to to, to spend three or four years develop, developing a theme. Is there ever a point in that, I mean, four years, three years seems like a huge time span to me. Of course, I have the attention of a, a small mouse. But it seems like maybe in, in once you get to that year and a half or even two years, where at four years, that's just 50% of the way that you could have a tendency to lose focus. How are you able to really stay on track and, and push towards that finish line? Well, first of all, uh uh, the answer to that is that it's uh, it, it's so fascinating. The research for me is so fascinating. I mean, this is not just a collection of recipes. Uh, I have a uh, one of the features of the book is a series of what what are called food dudes, where I interview actors like Stanley Tucci, uh, activists like Michael Pollan, chefs like Thomas Keller, uh, young guys, old guys. And the interviews are all about their attitudes about cooking, their philosophies of cooking, uh, what they think it's important, what guys should learn, what we should keep in mind, the mistakes we make. So uh, the process of researching this book has been so fascinating that uh, I don't think my attention wavered for a minute. I mean, I also want to say this is not the only thing I've done over the last three years. I mean, if you follow my website, you know, there's a new blog every uh, twice a week, a new newsletter twice a month. magazine uh, work, the TV work, you know, there's a lot of uh, other activities that go on. Uh, in fact, 
during that time, I've started my research on my next book, which is a return to the world of barbecue. Uh, next book will be a book focusing solely on smoking. Stephen Reichland joining me here on the show, the website barbecuebible.com. That's barbecue spelled B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, or as I like to call it, the right way. Um, let me diverge just for one second, and uh, this was kind of a, a topic that I was ballyhooing to you about a little bit, and it's, uh, it has to do with horse meat. And let me give you a little backstory here. I was talking with a guy last week who is, uh, you know, makes his living in the, in the butcher business, uh, specialty meat shop, and we were talking about... Uh, you know this uh, how the 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 beef industry has grown from you know where it started back uh, even when the Indians uh, and the Pilgrims had come over all of a sudden and then there was the huge uh, meat farms and the meat packing and and now it's almost gone into this uh, as you had said people are caring about how they're raised and how they're uh, executed and how they're finished and almost like meat as wine, so you could trace it all the way back and kind of see where that the lineage has gone through. And we said, well, you know, there doesn't seem to be any outlet for horses. And we had kind of talked about it last week. And uh, in Italy, it seems to be uh, quite a staple on the menu, horse meat. I mean, you're a guy that's been well-traveled not only across this country but across the world. Is horse meat something that other countries uh, do partake in and, and find it favorable to your knowledge? Well, there are countries that do eat horse meat, um, particularly France. Uh, France comes to mind, and when I was a student in Paris back in the 1970s, almost every block in Market Street had what was called a Chevaline, a, a horse butcher shop. <coughs> and you would recognize it uh, by a little golden horse head uh, uh, in, uh, over the marquee. Um, the French do still eat horse. Uh, I would say consumption has gone down. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've eaten horse. Uh, it's a leaner meat than beef. Uh, my recollection is that it's a sweet meat. Uh, but I think, to be honest with you, it's going to be a pretty uphill battle to convince large numbers of Americans to uh, to eat horse. Is it because there is that personal... Uh or perceived personal relationship that the horses seem to be a little bit more domesticated, like a cat or a dog versus, you know, I mean, a cow or a steer is kind of seen as something that is, is raised to be killed and eaten, um, where I guess it's not really seen that much as a horse. Is, is that kind of the, the main mantra or the, the main issue that you would be trying to overcome? Yeah, I, I think it's the, uh, the emotional and the perceptional uh, relationship we have with horses. I mean, look, in Peru, uh, they, eat, uh, they eat guinea pig, and it's, a, you know, it's not exotic or shock food. It just happens to be something that people eat. And uh, also in Peru, people eat beef heart, and um, it's, you know, again, not for shock value or machismo or anything, but it's just, what people eat. Uh, in uh, Vietnam, I'd eaten dog. Uh, I, I think that would be a pretty tough sell yeah. uh, back in the United States. Yeah. But, you know, for a lot of Asians, uh, our love of uh, dairy products, and in particular, stinky cheeses, is completely incomprehensible. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I mean, I'm all for cultural differences. I, I, I think in this homogenized world, the more we can hold on to our traditions, the better we are. Stephen Reichland joining me here on the show. Uh, Stephen, obviously in a couple weeks we have uh, Super Bowl coming up. That is widely considered to be a great 
day of uh, overindulgence, whether it be through the beverage or through the food. Um, you know, I like beverages just as much as the next guy, but as far as food is concerned, and, and perhaps this is the wrong impression that I get about Super Bowl, uh, there seems to be a uh, more of a, an effort placed on the, uh, let's call it the finger foods or the appetizers more than, you know, some of those big hunks of protein. I'm sure they are there, but, uh, I mean, is that a, a fair assessment? Do you think a lot of people like to get away with, uh, you know, the, the over-the-top hors d'oeuvres or the heavy hors d'oeuvres than having a, a real main course? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting observation. I know uh, this morning on uh, my website, uh, we put up uh, a blog about uh, dips around the world that are cooked on the grill. So, you know, the inevitable and, uh, and tortured onion dip gets a new life when the onions are caramelized on the grill. Uh, grilled eggplant dip, grilled pepper dip, but and uh, last week's blog was on wings, and our next blog is actually going to uh, pit uh, Seattle plank salmon against uh, Colorado uh, bison burgers. But uh, but you make an interesting observation, and I'm I'm, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why the big hunk of meat does not turn up. Maybe because you know, so there's so many Super Bowl parties, and you know, people like to stand around and gather. Uh, gather around uh, for the parties, um, but you know we do. Uh, the, the one statistic that really gladdens my heart, and especially in this brutal winter, and I know you guys are just having a terrible time up there in Cleveland, yeah. um, is that Super Bowl is the busiest grilling day uh, of winter, and it's the second biggest food day uh, in the country. The first being Thanksgiving. So. You know, hats off to anybody out there who uh, shovels that path to their grill. Yeah, brutal out here, no doubt about it. Uh, so as far as recipes are concerned, uh, you're going to be firing up the game. Uh, what do you recommend or, or what are you going to be trying out for the Super Bowl this year? Uh, well, you know, uh, the wing, I mean, buffalo wing, which was uh, sort of went hand-in-hand hand with uh, buffalo, the, the, the great, string of victories of the Buffalo Bills. I believe it was back in the 1990s and the Buffalo Lincoln that was invented, the anchor uh, bar in Buffalo. But to me, if something tastes good, uh, baked uh, or deep fried, it tastes even better grilled. You know, for me, there's no better way to cook a wing than what I call smoke roasting. That's not smoking low and slow like you would do for a brisket because then the skin gets kind of rubbery. But uh, when you indirect grill at a higher heat, so you both crisp the skin and smoke the meat. Uh, that, for me, is uh, the way to go. And what I like to do instead of the traditional hot sauce, I like to do a pan fry of, uh, of garlic and jalapeno chilies and cilantro and pour that mixture over the wings. It's killer. Stephen Reichland joining me here on the show. BarbecueBible.com is uh, the place to go to make sure that you're up to speed on what Stephen is up to. Uh, obviously, you'd mentioned how cold it was uh, up here in the Northeast and a lot of other places across the country. You know, when you are uh, cooking in the summer and the springtime, it's one thing, but when you're cooking outside in the winter, it's a whole different monster. As far as some key things or, or key items to remember to take into account before you fire that grill up, uh, as far as cooking in the winter, what's your best advice? Okay, uh, and I, I do have to preface these remarks by saying that I am in uh, Miami, uh, talking to you from Miami, where uh, it's 82 degrees. You don't, today. you don't have to say but that. That's just the thing. Nonetheless, I used to live in Boston, chip the ice off my grill. So, number one, do not light your grill under tree boughs laden with snow. 
Uh, may seem obvious, but, you know, we've all seen it happen. Number two, uh, resist the temptation to do grilling in a garage or in a carport or any uh, closed uh, area because, uh, especially if you work with charcoal, you will get a toxic gas called carbon monoxide. Number three, uh, and this is counterintuitive, but remember a grill is hot. Sometimes you need grilling outside and it's so cold you forget that the metal pieces are hot. So keep that in mind. Number four, uh, remember that you'll need somewhere between 20 and 30 percent uh, to add 20 uh, to 30 percent more cooking time when it's cold, particularly if you're indirect grilling. And finally, uh, what I used to do when I was in New England, or I remember giving a class up in uh, Calgary. Of course, that was only September, but we got six inches of snow during the class. Uh, light an extra kettle grill, uh, fill it with charcoal. We have a couple extra chimneys lit, so you've got the extra firepower uh, if you need to boost the heat. By the way, we're doing a whole uh, a whole series on uh, uh, cold weather grilling on uh, barbecuebottle.com next week. All right, so look for that. Um, you know, one of the other things that goes hand in hand with this whole Super Bowl thing in the eating, as I had mentioned, was libations. And one of the posts that I had saw on Barbecue Bible recently was smoked drinks. And I think it was maybe a year and a half ago, uh, I was first introduced to some grilled cocktails. But this kind of changes it up even a little bit more. What can you tell me about smoked drinks? Well, uh, smoked drinks came on my radar, I guess, uh, about six months ago, first with a trip to uh, Phoenix where uh, I had... uh, I had a drink where the bartender, there's, there's a cool tool called the polyscience smoking gun. And imagine it sort of as a motorized bong. That's the only way I can think of it. Uh, but in the burner, you put, uh, you put hardwood chips, and it blows smoke out a tube uh, into your drink. And they uh, used it to, uh, to actually smoke the inside of a brandy snifter, uh, which was then filled with... Uh, uh, filled with a mezcal-based uh, cocktail. And uh, it kind of demonstrated two ways to smoke a cocktail. One is actually to fill the glass with smoke. Uh, the second is to use a smoky spirit, a spirit whose base ingredients are smoke, like uh, cactus in the uh, example of mezcal, which is a Mexican spirit, of course, or scotch whiskey uh, from the Isle of Eiler. Uh and the coolest way to do it is actually to take that rubber hose, insert it in a Bloody Mary or a Manhattan, cover the glass with plastic wrap, uh, put a blast of smoke in for about three to five minutes, let it infuse into the drink, and then stir and taste it. And it will take, taste like the potable version uh, of a smoked rib or smoked brisket. It's a really cool technique. Does it take a, a drink or two or a sip or two to, to kind of get used to it? Because I imagine your your uh, your olfactory senses and your uh, say uh, your sense of taste has to be going crazy for something like that. Uh, you know, to me, it was very quick and uh, it just it just made sense instantly, and it made me feel like why have I lived most of my life without <laughs> having smoked cocktails? <laughs> Stephen Reichlin joining me here on the show. Uh, Stephen, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about another post that you had had on Barbecue Bible, which is a fireplace grilling. Now, obviously, uh, well, I mean, I guess if you have the open gas fireplaces, you could do it too, but I would imagine you're specifically talking about the wood-burning fireplace. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, um, you know, we sort of tend to forget it, but 
our word focus as a laser focus of this conversation or when your wife tells you to uh, focus on what she's saying comes from the Latin word focus, meaning uh, an indoor hearth, an indoor fireplace where the ancient Romans used to do their cooking. And because it was in the center of the household and people gathered around it not only to keep warm but to cook their food and eat, it really was the focal point of life. Uh, grilling in the fireplace for me, it's, it's just it's a fantastic way to cook because what's your fuel? Your fuel is wood, and wood has way more uh, flavor than propane. It has even way more flavor than charcoal. It's the uh, the ultimate way to cook. And in this blog, you know, I give you tips on on different ways to arrange your fire, uh, uh, different tools you need for fireplace grilling. Uh, but it's a it's a really and it's particularly this time of year, man. If you have a fireplace, it's a great way to keep your love of barbecue going during these cold winter months. And nothing that's uh, you know overly messy or anything like that. No, I mean, and it can be as you know, it can be as simple or as elaborate as you as you want. Uh, I a few years ago I designed a Tuscan grill, which is basically a cast iron grill grate that is on legs that you slide and kind of to the apron of your fireplace using a grill hoe or shovel. You shovel the embers under it and then you can cook a steak on it. That's the traditional way of cooking uh, a Florentine uh, bistecca alla Fiorentina, uh, Florentine steak. Um, uh, Another cool thing to do is you just place a row of bricks in front of your fireplace and place whole onions uh, that are, you hollow out the top and put butter and balsamic vinegar uh, in the onions. You can use a grill ring, one of my grill rings, or a crumpled aluminum foil grill ring, and let the onions roast by the radiant uh, heat of the grill, uh, of the uh, of the fireplace. But it's, you know, fire and smoke and the comfort of being indoors and the fascination of watching the flickering fire. I mean, it just doesn't get better than that. Stephen, before I let you go, last question, and I appreciate the time. Uh, nothing to do with barbecue, grilling, book writing, or TV hosting. But look, uh, I'm, okay. here, I'm here in Cleveland. I am yeah. a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. We have been suffering ever since they came back in 1999 with uh, abysmal losing in performance. So from the master of the grill, true or false, the Cleveland Browns' new head coach will survive more than one season. <laughs> hey, being a guy that sees the world half full rather than as a, as a cup half full rather than a cup half empty, yes, he will. Oh, thank goodness. Let's take it to the bank. Uh, we're talking with Stephen Reichland, of course, his website, barbecuebible.com. Stephen, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. Thank you. Great show. You got it. Thank Thanks you so much. Bye-bye. There he is, Stephen Reichland. Corey, I know you have... You know, this this guy is like a big deal. What I, I, again? Give well, me give another me a, great interview. Give me a takeaway. I cannot wait to try a smoke cocktail. <laughs> I know, right? It's like going to be the best. We're going to be throwing up later tonight. <laughs> Except that we don't have like the little smoker gun thing or whatever he was. I think he said it was a bong. You confiscate bongs all the time from your criminal friends. Just bring work, one over. And I'll we'll, work on it. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a great, uh, great idea. All right, uh, one quick break, and then we will uh, wrap up with the uh, final segment of the show and all that good stuff. Um, major announcement. Two weeks ago, I sat here pretty much right at this time, and I said, hey, if you are interested in uh, or if you have some barbecue wares, services, products, whatever the case may be, uh, there is a rare opening in the advertising stable, and if you're interested, get a hold of me. 
Yeah, well, that lasted all of about six seconds. And I am proud to sit here tonight and say that next week we will be starting with a brand new sponsor, one that is renowned over the industry. But this is a name brand that actually uh, takes the um, uh, that transcends the industry, if you will. So other people that aren't nearly as steep as we are have heard about this company, owns their products, enjoys the service and the product that it makes when you use it. This product known as Cook Shack. That's right. A Cook Shack is a maker of fine electronic smokers. Uh, my father, Bill Rempe, has a smokette for any number of years now. That, that, and let me tell you something. Aside from the great brisket and pork butt and ribs uh, that he has cooked, and I've actually used it when I've been down there visiting as well. The smokette, when you get those uh, uh, jerky rods, you can get jerky rods. It, and you get the eye of round and you get the cure you make your own jerky and that thing I'm telling you it is the best jerky that you can put in your mouth it makes my mouth happy so you can make your own jerky aside from making fantastic pork you would recall we had Stuart Powell on here a couple weeks ago and uh, we talked about uh, his time in with the company and I'm just so honored and flattered that they would consider coming onto the show uh, but look, they realize the vehicle. Uh, they know that people that listen to the show have that built-in interest for the barbecue and grilling industry. And uh, not only is it the electric stuff, you know, they got a great number of accessories like we've talked about, but they have the creator of the FE line of cookers also in cahoots with them, that being Fast Eddie, the creator of the FE 100, and now the, the 250 and the 500, and they have a char, but we're going to have Cook Jack on, talk about all their products here shortly enough. Uh, but I am very excited, you should be too, that the Cook Shack is now a part of the partner stable. And I couldn't be more proud to have them aboard. Looking forward to a very long relationship with them. So visit them, cookshack.com, and they will start full live go next Tuesday. I'm very excited. What can I tell you? All right, uh, we're back right after this, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. .com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 87. Now's the time where we give stuff away. People give us stuff on the show to give away at no money for you. That's why it's free. Send an email on its way when I tell you to. That's why we give stuff away. Well, you know what that means, Corey. It's time to give something away. For those that have no deduction skills whatsoever... Uh, that song was the precursor to us giving something away uh, tonight as a $20 gift card from the Barbecue Superstore, thebbqsuperstore.com. All you have to do is send me an email. As the song said, send an email on its way. That guy was way too good of a singer. I can't do it, Justin. Uh, Corey, what do we need to have in the subject line tonight for somebody to win? Oh, boy. Put me on the spot again. Yep. How about barbecue? BBQ. 
All right, send me an email, and in the subject line, BBQ. You could win a $20 gift card to the Barbecue Superstore. Thanks to Rich Parker and the gang over there, thebbqsuperstore.com. Again, subject line, BBQ. And you could be a wiener. Good luck. a smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're back. And we have a winner just like that. Adam Pace wins $20 gift card. BBQ. He did BBQ. Adam, no reason to send me your shipping info. I will forward your email address over to Rich Parker. He will tell you how to redeem. And congratulations to you, good sir. Email coming in from Ramon Hernandez. Greg, love the show with Stephen Reichland. Found your show on Rabbit TV. What the hell is Rabbit TV? Corey, any idea? No idea. <laughs> Rabbit TV. All right. Well, Ramon, very happy that you found me via Rabbit TV. Uh, Ramon, send a follow-up email telling me what the hell Rabbit TV is. I don't know what the hell Rabbit TV is. Uh, barbecue in Canada last week. Oh, look at this. Jason King is a wild man. Look at this. Can I? Let me see here. I want to pull this picture up here. I'll just share my screen for everybody. Look at the... Well, you can't really see it. Why does... Oh, these people. Send me something I can download for crying out. Copy and paste of the email, you bastard. Doesn't make for good radio. Uh, Don G, I have a winner. Phil Luswick, I have a winner. And Adam Hawthorne, I have a winner. However, uh, Corey, for point of reference, uh, Adam Hawthorne has eaten deer balls, hearts, and livers. Get that big stuff out of here. Uh, Corey, weirdest thing that you have ever eaten. I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, when we were talking with Stephen Reichlin. First of all, could you write a book for four freaking years? <laughs> 600 some pages? Oh. That's That's a lot. Let me tell you, I don't even know in my life of 39 years if I have even read 600 pages of anything, let alone one book. I mean, that is that is something else to be. Well, I don't. Know. I mean, I guess if you were, you know, if you were writing a book about guns, I mean, you like guns, uh, and if you got to go to all the different gun manufacturers and go to the benches and see how it's done, and it took four years, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. I guess. Yeah. Sure. I, you know, if you find just, something that you love. It just sure. seems like a damn long time. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, this horse meat. So, you know, last week, as you said, you were listening to the show. I was talking to the butcher guy about horse meat and that there's just no, you know, when you have a bad horse, uh, there's really nothing you can do with it. You have a bad cow, you slaughter it. You eat the mother effer. But you don't have that outlet for horse. Uh, there is a potential market for meat. For horse, you know, why not have an outlet to kind of weed out the weed out the weak? So the question is this: A, if I brought horse home on the weekend and said, "Hey, Spagarikos, come on over, we're having horse meat steak," would you be like, "Yeah, I gotta work. <laughs> I'm busy picking my nose." Well, I probably would have to work, but I'd I would try it. You would, sure. All right. Um, what's the weirdest thing you ever ate? Uh, alligator, maybe. 
Really? I can't think of anything else. Right. Alligator tastes good. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. not to sound like the cliche, but it does taste like chicken. It does. Was it uh, f- uh, the deep fried alligator? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Like, would you have it in Florida? No. Had oh. it here in Cleveland. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, with all the wild alligators in Cleveland. <laughs> that's right. They're never around when I'm ready to catch them. Uh, Ramon Hernandez has weighed back in. Uh, haha, Rabbit TV is a USB connection that has some crappy live TV stuff. What's he saying? And channels. <laughs> this is the only one I like so far. Oh, good. Okay. I was going to return it today, but definitely tune in regularly. I'm from El Paso, by the way. Well, welcome to El Paso. I love that uh, kind of salsa. Old El Paso. It's the best kind. Um, Adam Hawthorne did not win. Rabbit TV is where you go old school and hook rabbit ears to your TV and then to your UHS Channel 13. Thank you, John Dawson. Very good. Always can count on John. Uh, have you ever eaten uh, uh, animal testicles or anything like that, Corey? No. That's weird, right? Yeah, sounds a little weird. I mean, I don't want any part of that. It's not that I have any aversion to the, the gay thing or anything like that, but I mean, I don't think I want to be knowingly consuming uh, sexual reproductive organs. If I don't have to know and I eat it, okay, but I don't want to know. That's yeah, I'm, weird. I'm squirming in my seat right now just thinking about it. I know. It's the grossest. <laughs> I, I think like if I was to eat like a sheep testicle, somewhere that sheep would be like, no, you're eating my testicle. Get that big out of here. It, like it would hurt. I think as I bit down on it, it would hurt like somebody's blasting me in the package. <laughs> I think. I don't know why. Maybe my mom can tell me why. Hello? Greg, this is your mother calling. What are you talking about testicles on the radio for? <laughs> you don't need to do that. Keep it clean, dear. <laughs> your father and I raised you all these years, and now look at you, Mr. Big Shot. Talking about how you're hurting a sheep's testicles, putting it in your mouth. You're so vulgar. Where are you learning this, dear? I gotta tune away now. I can't listen to this. You're crazy. Don't call me ever again. Thank you. Thank you, Mommy. Sorry. (laughs) She's crazy. All right. uh, If you want to jump in on the show tonight, you can do it. 877-448-0433. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Adam Hawthorne, I shot a sick cow last Sunday. Adam, what haven't you done? You've eaten testicles, livers, and hearts. You're shooting dead cows. You're not winning contests. You're all over the place tonight. This guy's crazy whack. All right, I got to get my email. Oh, boy. I got to get my email back onto my desktop here because I pulled it over to the screenshot. It didn't work very well. All right. Um, I don't know if anybody watched this. Or not. Let me make sure that this is queued up properly. Um, two uh, Was it two weeks ago uh, that the Seattle Seahawks beat the Fort? Was that last week? Yeah, that was last weekend, right? The, the, the Seahawks beat the 49ers to go to the earn the right to go in the Super Bowl. And then you had this guy do this thing, which I was watching this as it happened. No mouthwash feels like... And I was uh, uh, taken aback, as it were. I got to get through the uh, the ad. That's the other thing I hate right now in any type of YouTube thing is you got the stupid pre-roll ads, and I hate it. And hold on one second. Oh, jeez. Look at this. Oh, my God. All right. 
All right, here we go. Um, uh, is this right? Oh, let me see if this is right. All right, stand by. Seattle Seahawks sat down for his first interview since his controversial post-game interview with Aaron Andrews on Sunday. Take a look. What do you regret about all that? What oh, do you not geez. regret about all of that? I don't care. I can never have the damn right one set up. Get that big stuff out of Where did it go? This was the one. You know what I'm talking about, Corey? No idea. You didn't see this? Uh, I'm going to go right to YouTube so everybody can see this. It made the rounds on all of the sports talk show. Richard. But if you close, you oh, boy. Jeez, damn kids watching iCarly on YouTube. Richard Sherman interview. Richard Sherman interview. Let me see. This is the right one here. Ah, yes. Here we go. All right. Now, uh, look, as parents, you know, we're always uh, trying to instill our uh, upcoming youth you know, what's uh, what's good, what's bad, what's good sportsmanship, what's bad sportsmanship, and all this stuff. So this guy, at the very end of the game, makes a play that literally saves uh, the game from, uh, I don't know if it was going to be tied or if they would have won or whatever the case may be. And then they find this guy after the game, Aaron Andrews, hot Aaron Andrews, puts a mic in this guy's face, and I'm ready to hear, well, you know, I made a, made his lucky, or, you know, the 49ers had a great game. Mm, well... I don't know if we exactly got that. It sounded something like this. I don't even know what that, I mean, why is the guy so angry? He's just made a brilliant play. Something's going on. This, he might as well be selling pregnancy kits on Craigslist. Get that big stuff out of here. Craig, why is that man angry? He just made a beautiful play. <laughs> now look at him. He's crazy. He's acting all crazy. Tell him to be quiet. Your father's sleeping. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was either that or the top five New Orleans barbecue restaurants, and we already did that one. <laughs> That's right. But I had to get to that. I mean, that guy is crazy in the head. Oh, Adam, I don't want to see your dead deer pictures. Get that big stuff out of here. I mean, I know what a dead deer looks like. I see him on the side of the road each and every day. Corey, you ever hit a deer in your police car going at a high rate of speed? No. Never? Luckily, no. Oh. It's not like you're just on the you know, the main drags. I mean, you get into some backwoods out there. Oh, yeah, a lot of close calls. Oh, God. Well, heaven forbid. Uh, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show. If you want to uh, weigh in on any of the interviews that we had tonight, uh, or if you're watching on uh, a Rabbit TV or a Chipmunk TV or Bobby Television, whatever the case may be, we're uh, ready and willing to uh, take your calls, field all questions, as it were. Um, you know, uh, Corey, that I love this uh, competitive eating every once in a while. Uh, well, especially, you know, uh, July 4th, the hot dog eating competition. And privately, I keep up with the IFOCE.com, which is the International Federation of Competitive Eating, or MLE, Major League Eating. It's, I'm not kidding. That's what it's called. 
Get my daughter over here is thinking I'm, you know, making stuff up. Get that stuff out of here. I mean, I could, but it's really a website. So how about this? Slim mother of four devours 72-ounce steak in less than three minutes to smash world record and still has room for fries. So let's do some simple math. A 72-ounce steak, if, uh, what is it? Is it? Is it 16 ounces in a pound? So that makes it a six-pound steak. Yikes. Uh, bad news for everybody that is uh, watching on the video portion. It seems I've lost internet connection. Sorry about your luck. I'm still recording, though. Either that or the show sucks so bad for the last three seconds, the internet broke. Which could be. Uh this lady, Molly Schuyler, she's 34 years old. She's from Nebraska. I don't know. We should hold that against her. Tackled the hefty lump of beef at a place called Sailor's Old Country Kitchen in Portland on January 3rd. Uh, I don't know if it's Portland, Maine or Portland, Oregon. Uh, the previous record uh, stood at six minutes and 48 seconds and was held by a bodybuilder huge man. Uh, she started doing this about a year ago, that being the competitive eating thing, and guess like it's a stupid human trick, Mrs. Schuyler said, of her speed-eating capabilities. Hurry, let me quickly go to the inbox here and tell uh, people about... Uh, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, so here's the story. So first of all, Corey, six-pound steak. Unbelievable. Can you eat six pounds of meat? No. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean... It almost seems inhumanly possible. I'm going to still. Uh, I'm going to. Sh- I'm going to show. Oh, okay. Hold on a second, Corey. We got a call coming in. You want to take a call? Sure. All right. Let's take a call. Uh, area code nine four one. Uh, name and where you're calling from. Uh, yes, this is Katie from Sarasota, Florida. Katie from Sarasota, Florida. Hello, Katie. Yes. Hello. Uh, what can I How do? How are you doing up there? Uh, uh, fine. How are you doing down there? We're quite warm here. Quite warm, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're, you're, here today. you're working well on getting hum up, uh, hung up on. Keep going. <laughs> so I, I heard you earlier talking about eating testicles. Uh, well, and, uh, now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, I, I believe, as the replay will show, I was not talking about eating that at all, and neither was my friend Corey. <laughs> uh, Adam Hawthorne well, is eating about- testicles. Right. You were yeah. talking about not eating testicles, but right. the fact that we were talking about testicles at all reminded me of a story I read about this week. Maybe you heard this one from a Jaden Hare of Steamy Kitchen. No, I haven't heard of it. Uh, yes, apparently uh, this last week, her son opened the refrigerator and was showered with sperm. All right, thanks for calling. Big stuff out of here. Greg, this is your mother calling. Who is that girl on the phone? Why is she on the phone? <laughs> you can't laugh. I can't do the damn bit if you're laughing. <laughs> I can't help it. God damn it. Well, all right. Guess we won't be talking about sperm anymore, Corey. Only my callers. Only my callers. This is why we rarely go to the phone. This is why you don't hear me go, hey, let's take more phone calls. 
I got a better idea. Let's take less phone calls. Folks, the next generation of iGrill has arrived. You can now uh, get your iGrill Mini at iDevicesInc.com slash iGrill for $39.99. The iGrill Mini has everything you love about the iGrill so much more. The smart LED that indicates the progression of your temperature and lets you know when you're in and out of temperature range proximity. Wake up to conserve battery. And it does have an outstanding battery life of 150 hours. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, oh, I just lost it. You get all these awesome features in a pocket-sized device at half the price of the original iGrill. It's $39.99 for the iGrill Mini. For one meat probe and one probe wrap, the iGrill magnetically mounts to your grill or smoker and even comes with an attachable magnet case. You have ceramic smoker or other non-magnetic surface. This will help you out. little info on the product itself iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrill Pro app, which can be downloaded in the iTunes App Store and the Google Play Store. Bluetooth range is up to 200 feet, so you can monitor your food from practically anywhere in your house. That gives you the free time to do what you want with the assurance that your food is being perfectly cooked. Go watch the game, have a beer, have four, throw up in the lawn. What do I care? iGrill's got your food covered. The iGrill has dual probe capability, the original one does, so you can monitor two different pieces of meat at once. You can also measure the ambient temperature of your smoker if you want to using the ambient temperature probe, and that can be purchased at iGrillInc.com. Now, within the app, you can set minimum and maximum temperature settings. If your iGrill or smoker gets too hot or cold, your smart device will alert you. If you enter the promo code CENTRAL at checkout, you can save 15% off everything at iGrillInc.com. And don't forget... They also offer U.S. free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. The free iGrill app for iOS has Facebook integration, so you can upload pictures of what you're cooking right on the iGrill Facebook page. Wow, that's great. The app also has a globe feature that shows you all the other iGrillers cooking around the world. The original iGrill, $80. The new iGrill Mini, $40. You can go to iGrillLink.com, use promo code CENTRAL, save 15% off your order. All right, we're back to wrap this whole bad bitch up right after this. Stick around, be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Uh, this is going to be very short segment. How short? It's going to be this short. It's time to wrap it up, as they say. Uh, all the way back in the first hour, we talked to, who did we talk to? The, oh, Ronnie Lott, Cigars and Strikes. So we talked to Fast Eddie Mark, Fast Eddie Barbecue, and Cookshack.com, also a new sponsor of the show. And then the second hour, we talked with Stephen Reichlin, and then we talked to some lady talking about how sperm fell over some shit. Sorry about that. Uh, if you want to jump in next week, I'm more than happy to have you. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Court, thanks for coming in tonight, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll see you back here next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.